In a world full of movie podcasts, here is one more. Welcome to Defend Your Movie with Sean Donnelly and Andrew Fiore. The time has come again. The champion must Defenders, welcome back to another fantastic episode of Defend Your Movie. I am one of your hosts, Mr. Andrew Fiore, a.k.a. The Cool Breeze. Along with me, as always, is Mr. Sean Donnelly, the Dutch himself. Welcome Yay! Back. Hello, Defenders. Welcome to another edition of your favorite podcast. Andy, how are you, my friend? Oh, buddy, I am way hairier than you, my friend. <laughs> I took the plunge. Dutch. <laughs> I, yeah, I wonder what would you even call them? I don't know if I'm still Dutch or not. I, I don't know, know if I, Dutch is, man, this is a tough one. We'll have to, I'll think of something during the course of the episode, but we should tell people that you, you did a good thing, man. You don't, you donated some money to charity and yeah, I, I didn't even know, to be honest, I was worried about it. So what happened was a few weeks ago, I was like, well, I want to shave my beard. I haven't shaved my beard in 15 years about like maybe a little bit less. <laughs> So I wanted to shave my beard for the, during the quarantine anyway. So I go, let me see if I can raise money for it. Or it's like one of those weird things that people might give money to it. And so, you know, now we're uh, probably about a few, three weeks later and I have 1200 bucks that I'm sending to uh, the American nurse foundation, nurses foundation, American nursing foundation. And uh, so I was pretty excited, but now I have a naked face. And I just can't stand looking in the mirror. <laughs> <laughs> well, good for you, man. Yeah, I, I did it out of pure vanity when the beginning of started. I just go, yeah, I haven't shaved in 14 years. Let me just see what it looks like. Thought the same exact thing. I go, oh, this can't grow in quick enough. Yeah, and, and believe me, that's totally – that was my thought too. I was like, I want to shave see what it looks like. That's, that was totally my motivation. And then just randomly, I'm like – because I was actually really worried that I'd make 20 bucks and look like an asshole. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <No>. <laughs> I was worried that people were like, we don't believe Donnelly is going to give anybody money for, for shaving your beard. <laughs> yeah, he just, he just pocketed the money for rent. Yeah, 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 yeah. You're gonna be the biggest monster ever. You know, like how evil could you be? You know. Uh, so, but yeah, it's good. Twelve hundred bucks going to the nurses. So I was. That's great. Was, Can people still excited. donate? Yes, absolutely. If you donate to my Venmo at Shawnee Time, um, I, uh, I that's what people have been doing. It's been friends. It's been fans. I, I think a couple of fans of the podcast have been doing. So I want to thank everybody who's donated. Also, I'm going to be putting online when I, I I've already I'm on the site. I, I'm, I'm waiting a couple more days to see if some more money comes in. But I'm yeah. going to um, document that online. So you'll see me donating either on Instagram Live or you'll see I'll, – I'll take a screen video of me donating. You know, you'll, see the, you'll see the process so you know that I'm not some kind of charlatan of some sort. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> I said this to Shawnee before. I, I think you should document the growth back in. Take a picture every day, every other day to see what happens. I'll start – I'll start doing that today. Definitely. That'd be really, really funny to see, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I tried to do that with uh, losing weight. I was taking a picture a month. And oh, that's I was, too brutal. 
Yeah, some, the, the pictures just the, the camera must have broke because I looked fatter <laughs> than ever. I don't know what that would happen, but I just this picture stopped getting skinnier. I don't know. It's something with a camera. <laughs> I sat on a chair. <laughs> And it broke. <laughs> <laughs> I was watching non-fat yogurt the other day. I think that's my number ah, one. Uh, non-fat yogurt? Yeah. Well, my, my favorite thing last night, I was so excited because um, you texted me and you wrote. I sent you a text at 11 or 10.59 p.m. I said, Gore-Tex is coming on. Turn on channel 11. It's your favorite line in the whole series. Yeah. And I, I would have normally raced, right, and, uh, <laughs> right, and did it. But I, uh, I actually was watching the movie that I have for What Did You Watch This Week? Oh, beautiful. Lay it on me. Uh, and I think I, I, I'm pretty sure you're a fan of this and you've seen it at least one, once or twice. Uh, Cabin in the Woods. Oh, love Cabin in the Woods. Dude, okay. Loved it. Loved it. And love I'm it. Not, you know, and what am I not? Not a horror movie. Not a horror guy. Not but one really, for the spooks and the scares. It's not technically a horror movie. It is different. It has that twist on it that makes me able to watch it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, the funny thing about it is it's a very, like, odd movie to begin with. And I knew that it was odd. You know, right from the, right from the beginning of the movie, you're like, this is a weird movie. Now... When I was watching it, the movie was going on normal, and there was a voice narrating the action in the, in, when I was watching it on Hulu. Okay. And I was like, oh, that's a weird way to do a movie. This is like the descriptions on the script. I'm like, what, you got the DVD uh, commentary on? No. I had what blind people use to watch movies on. <laughs> <laughs> but dude, bec- but let me ask you this. Any other movie, I would have been like, oh, this thing is on. Right. But... but with that movie, you've seen it. Does it fit? Doesn't it make sense that that would be what the movie does? Yeah, kind of. It's a unique little twist it's on the uh, weird, horror movie like, genre. Yeah, it's this weird, irreverent type movie. So I thought the description, it was like it's kind of flipping. Yeah, it's flipping the genre on its head a little bit. So I was like, when the guy, and the guy is very charismatic giving the narration. It's not just like um, a... Um, a robotic voice, like telling you the lines of the movie or the description of the movie. It's like a. It seems like it's part of the freaking movie. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's hilarious, Isn't dude. That frick- <laughs> so I watched thirty-five minutes of the movie with the narration on, and I guess that's how blind people watch the movie. It's it's the it's it's the subtitles, but for blind people, it's it's yeah. It's Goodness literally. Gracious. It's got to be what's on the script. It's just got to be. Yeah, yeah. The imagery and the and the and the lines in between in between the dialogue on this. Yeah, all the action. Oh, it's 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 so funny, and I was like, oh my god, and then I turned it off. Uh, <laughs> once my my roommate was like, oh dude, you have like the blind person thing. On. I'm like, oh my god, I'm an idiot. <laughs> but it did make sense, and yeah. Uh, and then I watched the rest and i loved it i i, I think I, you watched it probably a long time ago though, yeah right? i watched it uh right when it came out and you know i love that kind of horror movie stuff so i loved the way they took it if you haven't seen it go watch it it's a really fun and unique and it's got it's it's got its scares for a horror movie for sure but it's also got that moment where you're just gonna be like oh shit that's a fucking look i didn't see coming at all yeah and it's 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 a happy ending but it's not like it's a really it's a cool it's it's really cool like they're playing the great cast they're playing the tropes but they're not you know what i mean like they're like and also it's it's richard jenkins and bradley whitford are are two of the guys in it and it shows you how talented they are too they're great those guys and they're they're great together like it's 
it's it's it's dude it's a good it's a good it's a really fun fun and this is coming from a non so let me ask you right. I, I think there's a lot more of me out there not horror picture guys uh and if you're out there and you're not a horror movie person you probably could still watch cabin of the woods because i watched it and i had no oh issue yeah with for it. sure for sure it's I, definitely I, have a lighter affair yeah, yeah, ex- exactly. And, but it's also it has its moments. It has its it's just uh, trust scary-ish us. Stuff. It's a cool yeah. twist that you won't see coming at all. Yeah, don't beat up anything on it and just go in. Giving you know, we got you. trust the defend your movie promise. Absolutely, yeah. We should make a defend your movie seal. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> the stamp of approval from defend your the movie. stamp of approval for defend your movie. The good, good <laughs> housekeeping and defend your movie, so you can watch this movie. But yeah, I love those two, Richard Jenkins and Bradley Whitford. Those are two guys who can cross over to dramatic and comedy so seamlessly. They're both just real, like you said, talented guys. I mean, Richard Jenkins in Ste- uh, Step Brothers is so funny, and then obviously Bradley oh, Whitford. Great. I mean, you go back to like Billy Madison, and then you know, I mean, I mean, he's on The West Wing. Like these guys go back and forth to genres, and you wouldn't even miss a beat. They're Absolutely. Really- Richard Jenkins didn't die recently, did he? uh he might have uh, i hope not i, I hope I, you're okay rj but uh that's I, cool all right so cabin in the woods that gives you a, a a pro vote for the defenders out there that's a sean that's a sean of the dead recommendation right there <laughs> i uh yeah i feel like it was a big step for 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 dutch in the movie watching i feel like no beard i'm taking risks man i'm putting myself <laughs> out there it's a whole new world how do you feel about Shaun of the Dead, actually? Because that's kind of a zombie. Uh, I like, but that's what's weird about my horror movie thing, dude. I like zombie movies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just don't like, like, like I won't watch. I never watched The Ring, and there's a ring reference in The Cabin gotcha. of the Woods. Like, stuff like that, where it's like... Um, uh, no thrillers. Paranormal Activity, I haven't watched. Uh, the Nun, I won't watch. I won't watch, like, B-horror <laughs> movies. That, the Exorcist, like, like the classics? Yeah, like, just to be, like, basic bitch scared. I mean, you know I, mean? I like, know we're never getting you to watch Hereditary. Um, Hereditary? No. Like, those I won't watch. Like, I won't. <laughs> like, I, I've, I've never even watched uh, A Human Centipede, which I mentioned before. And people yeah. are like, you'd be fine with it. I'm like, I wouldn't. I, right. it fucks I understand it. It's also because you don't kind of want that stuff in your psyche. Because once it's there, it's there. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely, man. And, he, like, they put it this way. I spent even like a couple minutes today thinking about the ending of cabin in the woods you know what i mean where i yeah, was yeah, like yeah. oh man and, like i was like even that kind of got like didn't, it didn't mess me up but it kind of got to me yeah now it's a great one i think i texted you again and last week um this was a movie i rewatched during the quarantine it's a great little film perks of a perks of being a wallflower oh yeah you told me about it i haven't watched it yet but you said it's on the rewatch, you were like, uh, you became an even bigger fan. Absolutely. It's a good little 90s movie. Well, it's not. It's based in the 90s, but uh, it was made a few years ago. I want to say maybe 2012. It's just a good uh, being a loner in high school. It's like, it's like the uh, say anything of the 90s, I would say, but made in 2012. Now, and that say anything is a bad. This kid, he's a loner and he's trying to find himself. He's had some. He, he took a stay in a mental hospital, and I don't want to say too much more. Just know that it's on Netflix, and it's a great film, and it's giving the, a cool breeze stamp of approval for me. Who's the main actor? Is somebody I don't even know the kid's name. He's not like a well-known actor, but uh, Emma Watson, that's uh, the Harry Potter girl, right? 
Yes, yes. She's in it, and uh, Kate Walsh plays his mother, and there's another guy who plays his father that I can't think of his name right now, but there's people you know in the cast, but this kid's great. He does a great job as the lead, and I just don't know him because I've never heard or seen from him again. But that one gives the stamp of approval for me. And then I watched a really cool movie because I got to be honest, Shawnee, I'm running out of things to watch here. (laughs) I'm running out of men in this city, Jared. So I was cruising around on Netflix. And have you ever heard of a movie called Shot Caller? No. It's It's not not a straight to DVD situation. (laughs) I don't know what happened to it. Never been on my radar before. It sounds like it sounds like it would just have like uh, like like Brian Bosworth in it or something like like, like, yeah 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 like a a quarterback from the nineties would just be in it as like a bounty hunter. (laughs) I know has nothing to do with football. It stars uh, Nikolaj Waller, whatever Jamie Lannister's name from Game of Thrones is. That Russian. I don't know. Real complicated name. But uh, he's the main uh, lead in this movie, and he basically is this uh, guy who works in finance. He's married. He's got a beautiful life with a wife and kids, and uh, they go out one night with their friends, and essentially, without giving too much away, he ends up in prison and has to do what he has to do to survive his prison sentence, so he kind of shacks up with the old white pride gang. Wow. The the movie goes back and forth between his so it's old, so it's a comedy. <laughs> it is not a comedy whatsoever. <laughs> it uh, so it's a propaganda it, film. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, but it goes back and forth between his old life and then his prison life and then his post prison life. It's really cool. I enjoyed the fuck out of it, man. Is it? I know it's not. He's not a Nazi. So is it kind of like American History X? But like as far as like how it affected him and stuff like that. Like, you know, I mean, like, uh, I don't want to make too many American all right, don't, don't give it comparisons, away. but there's that like, uh, you know, neo-Nazi element throughout the film because he did what he had to do to survive being in like gen pop in a, you know, federal prison. Yeah. Uh, really cool kind of twist on it. Like I've never seen anybody kind of do that kind of thing before. And uh, he definitely has a means to an end. So if you're looking for something on Netflix, I was just cruising around. I picked on it, and I was very happy. Two hours later, I was like, ah, it was a good movie. That was a good way to kill two hours. Oh, nice. Yeah. And I want to just add really quickly, uh, I, um, I, Richard Jenkins, still alive. Yes. Thank God. Yes. So, good you know, know. Good did you know. Watch, any, watch anything else this week? That's it for me. Uh, should we get? Should we tell them what the topic is? We forgot yeah, to do that. Let's get to the meats and the peats. The meats and the peats, everybody. <laughs> uh, this week we thought we uh, would do a listener suggestion, right, Shawnee? Yes, we do. We're doing a listener suggestion. Uh, Matt, I believe his name is, and I forget his last name. Look up who we shouted him out on the podcast. He had a great idea. Uh, because it's one of those, it's actually one of those, it kind of is a genre. It's a, almost like a subgenre by accident. It's, it's, it's not really a, it's not like horror or, or a drama or a comedy, but there are multiple movies that have this, um, this kind of vibe to them. And uh, what, the, what it is, is uh, movies where the kids are smarter than the adults. Yes. And uh, so there's a bunch of, uh, a bunch of movies from the, 
past, you know, what, I don't know, 30 years. Oh, yeah. I mean, and you can I'll kind of make, like, what I was going to start off by saying is you can, you could, you could say that the most of the John Hughes, if not all of them, uh, are, are that the, the, the kids are smarter than the adults. You know what I mean? You literally just took the words out of my mouth. Okay, I was okay, going to okay, say yeah. every main John Hughes character is outsmarting an adult at every turn and is more intelligent than the adults. The adults are not like bumbling, dim-witted, sitcom-y adults, but it's just like kids versus parents. The kids are always going to win, you know? I mean, yeah. look at, just look at Ferris Bueller. I'm right yeah. there. It's the ultimate example. Yeah, and what happens is, is because the way John Hughes is, is he made all of his teenage characters super emotionally mature. Yeah, So yeah. It, was, it was almost like they were adults, but they were still kids. And yeah. the people playing, they were technically supposed to be kids. And I think they do a better job of aging movies right now. Sometimes they still get it wrong where there's like a 36-year-old playing a teenager. But that <laughs> yeah. was way more prevalent back in the day because I think even – and Ferris Bueller, I think Alan Ruck was in his twenties, if not like like <laughs> like like it was like twenty six or something. And then and then I think Matthew Broderick was like early twenties. Like he wasn't he wasn't yeah, a teenager. Yeah. Sloan Peterson, uh, Mia Mia Mia, what is her name? Mia, Mia Wallace. Um, Mia Wallace. No, not Mia Wallace. <laughs> <laughs> Mia, this would be Mia, Wallace. I forget her last name, but she was like I think she was the only teenager, and she was eighteen or nineteen. Oh, she is sexy too, buddy. Oh my god! We've, 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 oh my god! That should be our 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 go to dream dream girl on this. I, like, <laughs> honestly, dude. Like I, as far as crushes go, when you're a kid, I don't. Oh think... Oh my god, dude! When she's making when she when she's flirting with Ferris's dad in the cab, I mean, she looks ah! so goddamn sexy. Oh my Forget god! Forget about it. And then you're also owners. like everything she does in the um, uh, uh, everything she does in the movie is is sexy like every, yeah. like uh, at, the, at the end and she's like he's gonna marry me she even says it hot and she's <laughs> saying he's gonna marry me i'm like oh you even even that time everything's uh, hot when she's talking yeah. to uh, to uh, jeffrey uh, what's his name the, the principal and she's like thank you so much it's almost like they're flirting like she, or she she's right. like flirting to get out of the oh my <laughs> god it's just this weird even she goes over and kisses Ferris, and it's, it's oh, a hot kiss. Do you have she's a kiss so for daddy? Yeah, you have a kiss for daddy. Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> so that's how so, it is in that family. <laughs> <laughs> so you know, like you have it where, um, what you call it? Uh, you have it where that that's a running theme in a lot of John Hughes. Absolutely. Like, Let me ask you this: uh, it's, I'm looking at this baby face right now. This kid could play a teenager in the movie next week with no beard. Donnelly? Yeah, right now. Oh sure. We're gonna do. We're gonna do uh, Sean Donnelly's Day Off. <laughs> it's a prequel. That's to a great with Donnelly's Day Off. I love it. Donnelly, Donnelly's Day Off. And right now, that's every day. That's every yeah, yeah, day yeah. during the quarantine. <laughs> I'll tell you what, though. Back to a point that you made that I love is that the mental maturity of the characters when you were a kid didn't that make you also feel like you had to live up to that level of like maturity for me i would watch these movies and i would try and act like these characters and i would try and like be cool around my parents and stuff because i yeah. was trying to become what those characters were you know what that's an excellent point that you are right on the money i think that's what that's why john hughes kind of sticks in people's brains because he really did shape a generation in a yeah, way yeah because he made he kind of made 
like he's if you are a John Hughes fan and you're and you weren't just a if you weren't just a, a casual fan of those movies and you were really into them and you realized how important uh, it was to you it kind of makes you an old soul in a way. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah, like those movies I think so. We're probably responsible for the, the formation of a lot of old souls. Myself. Absolutely. I'll, I'm number one in line because I have noted on this podcast many times before. I obviously loved those movies as a kid. And I, I mean, you and I grew up right in the era when those movies were being released, but we yep. were a few years younger but also, I watched older movies as a child that I probably shouldn't have been watching. That, that advanced my knowledge and yeah. personality and characteristics. I saw movies from the 70s and the 60s and, and movies that were definitely not made for children because I had yeah. no supervision on what I was watching. Me too. But it kind of, you would think that would be a bad thing, but it kind of helped you out. Yeah, totally. I agree. So and, obviously we could spend the whole podcast doing the John Hughes movie. So I, I made a list of five of mine that kind of skew away from John Hughes that I think they're a little more fun. I think I, I got went a little wacky with my selections, Sean. Oh, let me hear them because I, uh, I, I don't have a list. So let's just go over your list. <laughs> All right. Well, I, went, I didn't realize, I didn't realize it was going to be a list one. I thought we were putting two movies against each other. <laughs> I know. And know then my lists. No, yeah, but no, but I should have made one. I love a Joe I, I list. Yeah, <laughs> we do love a Joe list. I think absolutely. Uh, all right, I'm going to start with one that goes way off the map, and I don't even know if you've ever seen it because it's a spooky one. Children of the Corn. I have seen. You mean the original? The original. Yeah, the, the, OG. the original. I have seen it once. I think I have seen it. I it's mean, a creepy this movie. Creepy, dude. I remember renting this movie with Steve Brown when I was a freshman in high school. Steve so that would have been around 1993. And when I, I had no idea what it was, I just knew it was a Stephen King movie. And when I see the children kill every adult in town, I almost got like physically ill. And I was like, ah, I, it scared the fuck out of me, dude. But I will say this. Does it fit into the genre? Because you're rooting for the adults in that one. Like, you don't, you don't want these kids to get away with what they're getting away with. Yeah, you're definitely, I, that's a good point. It's, but the whole, the reason I thought of it was because the kids were able to orchestrate this mass murder. Yeah, no, you're right. No, it's they're, they're geniuses. A cult, you know, with Malachi. Yeah. He was a cult leader uh, as, you know, children. So that's that was really my, more my thinking of why this was an entry for me. Yeah, the rest of the movie, uh, Linda Hamilton and the other guy, I forget, young Linda Hamilton. And mm -hmm. uh, I can't remember what the actor was, but uh, you're kind of rooting for them. But it's a freaky, freaky movie. And I, again, watched it when I was a kid and just scared the living daylights out of me. Like I said, I remember kind of having a knot in my stomach when I, that diner scene, when they just fucking start all the killing. You go, Jesus yeah, Christ, yeah, man. Yeah, I've never yeah. seen anything like that before. I, I, uh, I, I don't remember it too well, but I remember that scene. Yeah, definitely. It's not, it's, yeah, it's a creepy. And that goes along the lines of like creepy movie. That's definitely on the outside of John Hughes. That's not. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's it's they not a thing. Use. Yeah, exactly. Hey, do me a favor. Pause that thought, and can you pause the recording? I have to use the bathroom real quick. Yeah, yeah, for sure. All right, thanks. I'll be back in five minutes. Okie doke. I got I to gotta poop. All right. I got you. <laughs> I didn't think it was a five-minute pee. <laughs> so you, what you were talking about. Um, so, yeah, so when it comes to Children of the Corn, that's like – not only the kids smarter than the adults, the kids are evil and smarter yeah. than adults. Like that happens a lot too. Like you got you got Damien, you got the Omens, same kind of line. That happened yeah. a lot back then, I guess. That era was filled with movies. 
about evil kids, it's because our parents hated taking care of us. <laughs> yeah, dude. So you have these people writing movies about kids being shitty. <laughs> There's another movie. Uh, I don't think it's called Surrender. It's the movie, the song Surrender by Cheap Trick originated in this movie. It's with Matt Dillon about the kids that take over for a town, but it's not a horror thing. And they lock all the parents in the high school. Uh, yes. Gonna, yeah, I know what you're talking about. What the hell I, is I it called? It. Call in if you know the answer. <laughs> I'm going to look it up right now while, while we're talking. But, yeah, man, I think when it comes to movies like that, yeah, I guess there's a spectrum of them. It's like these it's, – it's as far as them being emotionally mature uh, romantically in their, in their teenage relationships and then all the way to like, oh, we can, we can raise ourselves and murder our parents because the <laughs> yeah, devil yeah, told yeah, us yeah. It's such a, you know uh, – so- I'll kind of along those lines, I'll throw another one at you while you're looking it up. It's uh, Red Dawn. So, oh, yeah. Along the same lines. Totally. Red Dawn. Oh, my God, yes. That it's was not huge. so much that the kids outsmart the adults. It's that they're forced into survival mode. They're forced into adulthood because their parents yeah, are taken exactly. by the – Yeah, 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 yeah. And uh, if you haven't seen Red Dawn by now, I'm sorry, but I'm going to spoil it. You know, obviously, it doesn't end up working out great in the end. But uh, they did their mission, what they were set out to do, and they fought off a lot of the, the Russian slash Mexican invaders. <laughs> Which is such – I always thought that was the oddest team-up. Uh, yeah, dude, it's, the, it's just the way – they were like, what? That's, that's white people being like, what are we scared of right now? Russians <laughs> – yeah, It was Cold War era. And brown people. That's basically what's happening. It, that's, that's what happens in those – in those movies from the eighties and the seventies, they're like, is this this general, this general villain that, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, that, yeah. that ethnocentric Americans are just like, yeah, I don't want any part of anything. That's not like me right now. <laughs> Avenge me, son. Avenge yeah, me. Exactly. Wolverine, uh, baby. I got the name of the movie. You ready? Yeah. You want to take a shot at guessing? This is the Matt Dillon movie. And it's about the kids that take over the town. It's from 1970. Oh, 79 so i was oh really that's later than i thought Uh, i don't know what is it well these kids they've gone they've gone crazy they've they're out of control they've gone over the edge over the edge edge. (laughs) god damn it they and it's and i watched it once i couldn't really tell you much about i remember i remember enjoying it i remember it was like it's definitely a Saturday afternoon. That's exactly uh, where I saw Fox it. Five, uh, like, uh, settle in and just watch the movie. You never have a chance to see. Like, we, we didn't know it was getting to the point we have every movie at our disposal at all times. So yeah. it, it was kind of like you were, if you were, if it was a rainy Saturday, you watched Bruce Lee Kung Fu movies on Channel 5. Yep. Or you watched um, things like this. And 11, and you watched a thing like this. It was a movie from 1979. I probably saw it when I was, I think I was, yeah, maybe I was a teenager when I saw it. Yeah, like a that bit sounds older. about right. Yeah. Maybe we watched the same episode. Maybe we probably did. But anyway, <laughs> uh, that's the thing. It's like, it's like yeah, the, 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 the case should be that you're rooting for the kids in the movie. Yes. When you want the kids, it, it's a, but like, so, so the horror ones never fit that mold. So like Damien, you weren't yeah, yeah, really yeah. rooting for Damien. But I feel like if they made Damien now, they would kind of put a turn on it where you were rooting for Damien. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. I'll be when honest. That, when that uh, nanny threw herself out the window and hangs herself and she goes, it's all for you, Damien. That, fuck, that fucked up my world when I was a kid. Yeah. That'll, yeah. <laughs> I was little when I saw it too, man. It, it, what, who was any 
nobody around. Nobody was around when we were kids. I, I don't know where the hell my parents were. We were just watching TV all day. Honest, my dad was at work. My mom was a housewife. And I think she was just like, he's got somebody keeping him happy. I'll go do my things. Yeah. You know what, That's it, was? what it was? I'll tell you what it was. We went to Hershey, Pennsylvania and Orlando, <laughs> Florida, and the rest of the time was school and watching uh, movies. That's, what, that's, that's all it was. That's and go, essentially yeah. 1979 to 1998 for me. <laughs> <laughs> and look at the, look at the functional, uh, successful adults we are now. <laughs> I'll, go, I'll, throw, I'll throw another one at you kind of in the war realm is War Games. War Games, another Matthew Broderick, Broderick classic. Yeah, oh, he's really got a lock on this, John. He was a superstar at this point. Yeah, when he was doing yeah. War Games. I think that might have been. Was that before Ferris or no? It was after Ferris. I think it was before Ferris. That's. I think it was point. before Ferris. Yeah, so he was All already. In. So when he did Ferris, he was a name already. Uh, and War Games, can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Oh, okay. Uh, Nineteen eighty-three. Yeah, definitely before Ferris. Yeah, and it was that once again the um, uh, the Cold War influenced yep, uh, yep. kids kids are gonna win this for us type of movie which, <laughs> and computers and it's, there must have been a meeting where like uh, they you know what's so funny because you know the parents it's actually a really smart idea for back then because the kids all and also War Games was like I was young when War Games came out eighty three I was five so. I didn't see it till a little bit later than that. Maybe it was on video or whatever it was. I didn't see it in the theaters. But their theory was probably, hey, we have the parents arguing about Russia. And, and also these kids are being scared shitless because who knows how paranoid these parents are. Let's make a movie where the teenagers or the kids are the ones who are overthrowing the Russians and, went and saving the day. Right, How right, does that right. not appeal to you as a kid? Totally. You're a kid and you're scared. This is giving you the confidence to deal with that because you're literally going, oh, these kids could take over the Russians. 100%. If a, if a Russian was here right now, I'd stab him in the heart. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> like it kind of gives you it, – it, it's that like like teen save the day kind of thing. Yeah, you know what yeah. yeah. I would and, pretend to be these guys. I'd go outside and play and I'd concoct these plots in my head because of these movies. You know, I'd, I'd save the world and all that stuff. I would do that. Yeah, and then there's the, and then you you still have movies like this. Like there was one from, actually it wasn't recent, but it was after the whole '80s uh, uh, bubble of them, which I watched once and I actually kind of enjoyed. And sometimes what they'll do another trope in these movies is sometimes the parents are the victims in the movie, like in Red Dawn, where they're taken away by the yeah, bad yeah. guys, and they're and the kids are like, we're going to save our parents. Whatever, Harry Dean know, Stanton, by the way, R.I.P. Oh, Harry Dean Stanton, R.I.P. Yeah, exactly. And uh, oh, but that one, he was more vulnerable in Pretty in Pink. Because, uh, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, he was an alcoholic, and she was like, you know, taking care of him and all that. So that's where he was not really living up to being an adult, I guess, whatever you want to call it. But uh, the thing I wanted to say is, yeah, sometimes you have it where the parents are victims, and then sometimes you have it where the adults in the movie are so silly and such caricatures that they that you that you're not taking them as authorities in the movie right. like okay right, so right, right. there's a movie with shia labeouf that came out called holes which came out in like sure, 98 sure. or something or 2000 yep 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 i remember it. i never saw the whole I thing but i remember it and it's not a terrible movie uh but it's kind it's a movie where the kids are like uh delinquent kids whatever it is and they have, and they have to dig holes in yeah. the desert that's their punishment but it turns out they're trying to find some buried treasure whatever it is and they they learn about that and shia labeouf uh, LaBeouf, whatever his name, uh, Shia LaBeouf. Who the hell knows? He, yeah, he, um, his, uh, he, he leads the 
back and like taking over the jail. And John Voight is like the, the warden of the kids prison that's doing this out in the desert. And right. he's just a jackass. And, and, uh, and also another, another movie that a, a non Coen brothers movie that what's his name did. Um, Oh God, what's his name? The one they love to use the, the little guy from Buster Scruggs from Buster Scruggs. Uh, Tim, oh, uh, Tim, Tim Blake Nelson. Tim Blake Nelson. He's in that as well, and he plays a moron as well. Yeah. A, a real good hick. A really, really good hick in that movie. But it's one of those movies where the kids are like, like it's like these out, like you, you need like an outcast. That's oh, that's always the case too. Like even the Red Dawn kids are kind of outcasts. Breakfast Club. Yeah, that's another John Hughes yep. one. Outcast, uh, holes, outcast. The outcast vibe is like, okay, we're outcast, but now we're going to save all your asses. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. You know, it's, 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 that happens a lot. Or, or we're outcast, but we're going to bond. Like in Breakfast Club, it's like we're going to make the best of this day. It's a kind of a more personal story. All right, I'll, give you, I'll yeah. give you one then. How about The Wizard? Oh, The Wizard. <laughs> another one. Another great one. Another great, another great movie. Yeah, what, are you a huge fan? I loved The Wizard when I was a kid. It was really banking on the success of Fred Savage from uh, Wonder Years. Absolutely. And I got to be honest, we, all, we talked about Sloan and Ferris Bueller, but God damn, did Jenny Lewis in The Wizard do it for me. Really? Oh, I loved her. So, oh, yeah. Because we were well, kind of the same age. You know what I mean? I was just like, oh, I, I was in love with her. She, I really she, was. She wasn't one of my... Uh, my top, but she, uh, but she, you're right. But I also, I love her so much now that I'm, I'm like, still, yeah, oh, I'm yeah. still in love. She's a brilliant musician nowadays too. She's amazing. Her, uh, what is the, um, Jenny, Jenny Lewis and the Watson twins is one of the best albums out there. Yeah. Yeah. This also, I, you know, wizard got to me too at the, it really capitalized on the peak of Nintendo. I mean, this preached to me, you know, it I was mean? an advertisement for the power glove. Yeah, and I and they debuted Super Mario Brothers, uh, Super Mario Brothers three, and, the Power Glove, uh, which was a giant piece of crap yeah, that yeah, everybody yeah. that you knew that had it growing up, if you're our age, used it once and then put it away and never used it again. <laughs> My parents would never buy it for me. I had the, I had the. Oh, I oh, I never had it either. I never had the Power Glove. I never had the Power Pad. I just had the basic gaming system, and that was it. I had. The, oh, I never had the power pad. I had the power. I never had the power glove. I had after a while. I think for my birthday or something. I got the NES Advantage. It was called. Do you remember Ooh. that? And it was a little platform set up like a like a like a, a um an arcade joystick with Nintendo buttons on it. And it was supposed to help with like video games. And I I used that a bunch actually. I used it a lot. But I, I do think they put out a lot of garbage, and they would God the the billions that were made for Nintendo in the eighties. Oh my God! And even now they make so much money. It's like, come on, that's got to be one of the biggest. I guess it's one of the biggest corporations out there, you know. <laughs> but I'll be honest, I actually caught Wizards on TV not too recently ago, uh, long, not too long ago, and I got sucked in. I watched the entire thing, and it's uh, kind of shocking how these children were allowed to hitchhike. And people just driving them across the country. You go, there's no concern for no. these kids. These kids are getting in the cars as strangers. Stranger yeah. truck drivers are picking them up and just going, "Where are you going? All right, here we are." You're going, what kind of world is this? Yeah, it's insane. That's the way it was. That, but it's, no, a, that's it's the, got uh, Christian Slater, Bo Bridges uh, as the father. Lucas Haas. Yep, yep, and a very young Tobey Maguire, his first movie, I believe. Is he in it? Is he playing yeah. one of the bullies? He's in it for like a second. I don't even think he has a speaking line. But I was like. It, it was one of those, I paused it, and I'm like, who the fuck is that? Oh, Tobey Maguire. Wow. 
He must have been. He must have been super young. He must. Yeah, been, yeah. He's like ten years old. But is he he's at, got that Tobey Maguire face. He's is he at the big uh, a Nintendo event at the end of the yes, movie? Yes. Yes. Okay. 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 Yeah. Wow. Well, that's also another another um, kind of structure that a lot of these movies from back then followed, like the whole idea of the road movie where it ends up at the big yeah. event at the end. Uh, over the top was that way. It's not one of the ones we're talking about, but over the top it was just like that. The big arm wrestling uh, uh, competition at the end of the movie, but that that doesn't fit into what we're talking about today. But a lot of those movies from the eighties kind of had that structure to them, like the like okay, now you know it's the end of the movie because of this big event. Yep, Video Armageddon, bro. Is that what it was called? Yeah, Video Armageddon. Video Armageddon. <laughs> Um, also do you remember the nintendo power line where you could call where you could call up for hints and stuff (laughs) yeah and that's like their that's their training montage that's like their rocky montage to train they call the one guy up and he helps them with all the arcade games at in the casino that's right oh my (laughs) god and uh i don't know if you know this do you remember do you remember well they had the nintendo power was the magazine right yep yep and I, do you realize this? Do you know what? When I bought my system, everybody was getting Super Mario for free when they were buying the system, right? Like, Sammy, yeah, Super the, Mario Brothers and Duck Hunt. We did not. We did not get that. For some reason, the deal wasn't running when we bought it. So we got the Nintendo Strategy Guide, which was like a hard-covered uh, uh, way, like a, a book that told you how to play all the games. I remember that. It was a black cover. Uh, the whole book was black, and it had just said the Nintendo Strategy Guide. I might have, I might have had a picture on the um, on the cover of like you know I, I think I had a picture of a couple of the games or whatever it was. But it was this book that basically all it was was just the basics on how to play like the stalwart like Nintendo games that like came like the ones that came with the system and the ones that were out because it was pretty early on in the Nintendo craze. Yeah, 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 dude. What was the game you could put in? to nintendo it was like a cheat game oh genie the genie yeah the genie yeah the genie started with sega and they made it for nintendo oh maybe it was I had like, it for, you had it for nintendo i don't know if i had it which one i had it. i'm pretty sure i had it for nintendo eventually they had it for all the systems so that's very possible i think i had I, the original game genie it was like that gold thing yeah and it had that weird handle on the end yeah yeah it was like a, i don't i don't even know i guess it plugged into the system and that's how it cheated for you yeah, I have no idea. I never got it. Did it work? I, oh, yeah, it worked. That, was like an af- that wasn't them. That was an aftermarket thing, right? That wasn't Nintendo putting that out. I think I got it toward the end, yeah, because it was almost like, oh, there's no fun in playing these games now, but I have this access. You know what I mean? The, oh, yeah. the 30 lives for uh, Contra and Life Force was a different thing because you, you, well, that was a, a you couldn't beat those games without the 30 lives. And then they also had the thing to get you to Mike Tyson. Yeah, yeah. The code and that, but they had a spot. A lot of those games, they have a spot built into the game right. to enter these codes. But yeah. the the Contra one was built in. Obviously, they couldn't have done it without, without building it in. But yep. uh, it was still, it was kind of hard to do. You had to learn it. Up, up, a down, lot down, of left, know right, it. left, right. B A B A select start. There, there it is. And now there's in like, my head. There's shirts of it now. Like there's yeah, yeah, there's yeah. total shirts of it. But that's like it's one of those things where it's like <laughs> that was kind of. That was like being a batter uh, in, the, in like the bottom of the ninth. That kind of pressure when you got to the cheer, like, all right, up, up, you just 
But you, you're right. I don't think anybody – I want to meet somebody who beat – maybe somebody – if you knew somebody who beat Contra with the three lives. I'm sure I, there's I some weirdo out there who's done it's, it. It's always, it's always – whenever you heard about it, it was like, no, my brother did. It was always like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> my brother's – my brother – no, no, no. No, like, like you say that at your friend's basement. You go, nobody could beat Contra with the three lives. No, my brother's friend from school. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He did it. His friend Chris. His friend Chris beat it with the three lives. He's just really good at Nintendo. Yeah, I remember the other cheat code I had. It wasn't even a cheat code. It was the blood code for Mortal Kombat that I had for Sega. Oh, yeah. And I had Mortal Kombat for Sega, and I, I wanted the blood code so badly, I called this kid I wasn't friends with who word around school had it was that he had the code. And so I, I asked my mom, I'm like, hey, can you get John Yatrofano's mom? Do you know her phone number? She was like, I didn't know you were friends with him. I'm like, I just need to talk to him. <laughs> it was like, I didn't want to tell her. Like, my, I, I was still nervous because I didn't want my mom to, like, take the game away. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. So I Wouldn't ended she, up getting you think she would have? Wouldn't she have taken it away if, if she knew the blood was on the screen? I don't know. Probably not. She probably would have just not even paid attention. But I didn't want to risk it. So I ended up having a really weird, awkward conversation with John Yatrofano, who now I know the guy. He's a decent kid. But I was just like, hey, man, can you give me the blood code? And he was like, yeah, sure. And then it <laughs> yeah, yeah. So that's what it was back then. You didn't, you didn't just go to the internet to search it and you get it in two seconds. You had to know a guy who knew a guy. It was like yeah. we were all – basically kids back then were just petty criminals. Like it was I, all, I had to have an awkward sixth grade phone conversation. Yeah. A hard line. Somebody goes, how do you get the blood? I got a, I got a code guy. I got a code guy <laughs> that gets me, gets me the blood. <laughs> but here's the thing man it kind of to bring it back to the topic of the day it kind of fits in like you the more i think about it these movies where the kids were were the smaller than the adults you 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 did think of yourself as that when you were having adventures like that and you know that's Absolutely. just being a kid i guess but with things like that you're watching those movies and it's creeping into your brain and you're going I am those people. Like the more you, yeah. the more we talk about, I had to do this to get this, the more stories that come up from when you're 12, 13, 14, 15. Like, it's like one of those things. It's like, Oh yeah, you could have done a movie about what me and my friends did with no, and there would have been, there would have been one adult in the whole thing. Like, like yeah. the way, the way, in the age of play dates, can you have a movie about kids with no adults in them? You know what I mean? Well, that leads me to the creme de la creme of all these. I think you know what it is. It's home alone. Well, yeah, that's like, you know, you, you turn the kid, not only is he smarter, you turn the kid into a superhero. Yeah, dude. I mean, granted, you, you make the characters of uh, Joe, Joe Pesci and Daniel Grant, uh, not Daniel Grant, Daniel Stern, uh, a little dim-witted, you know, kind of crooks, but uh, Lenny, or uh, what's Marvin, what's his other one's name? Marv. Um, Carl. Frank? I forget. I forget the name. Mug? Yeah. Mug Costanza. Mug Costanza. <laughs> um, but I, I mean, know what yeah. our kid's name is. Fine <laughs> fall reference. We did like three this Seven. Episode. It's a great name for a boy Seven. or a girl, especially a boy. <laughs> um, but yeah, I. Uh, what else has to be said about Home Alone? We've all seen it a million times. It still holds up. It's still great. I watch it every Christmas with my family. It's a great movie. It's the, I mean, this also came out. I was what, 92? I was 13. I mean, I wanted to be Kevin McAllister. Yeah. I it's, wanted how, to, it's how you wish Macaulay Culkin stayed as a person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Can you you talk about a complete 180 on like, oh my God, as far as like the universe is fucking you over as an adult. Right, I know. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I'm sure he's a great guy. I, I don't know Macaulay Culkin, but honestly, you were the cutest, you basically were the cutest kid in the world and you just turned into, and I don't know if this is from like drugs and shit or whatever it is, but it's like kind of just a wacky look. I don't know. There's nobody else on the planet that looks like Macaulay Culkin. Yeah, yeah. Just I a mean, wacky looking human being. You th- I thought they were going to be the next Wayans family in terms of uh, how many. Uh, um, a Culkin kid kept popping up like every three years. There was a new one. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, now, now the youngest is, the, is the doing the best, right? Is that Kieran on I succession? Think, yeah, Kieran. And, oh, maybe he's the middle one. He might be the middle one. And then Rory, I think, was the. Little oh, Rory. Guy. That's right. Yeah, I used yeah, to see yeah. Rory uh, drinking at a bar in the East Village. He was a nice guy. Oh, really? I think it was Rory. I saw uh, Telly from Kids once, Leo Fitzgerald, in a, uh, at St. Dimphis, actually. Oh, yeah. I used to see him in the East Village all the time. He used to DJ at a bar called Lit, and uh, he was a big East Village mainstay. There was comedy shows at Lit all the time, right? Wasn't there? Was that- Lit eventually became the home of Cabin, which uh, set comedy as a second language for some real inside stand-up uh, New York uh, insider baseball stories here. Cabin we used to be this bar in the East Village on 5th Street and 2nd Avenue. And every Thursday night, it was this show called Comedy is a Second Language. And it was a big hot spot for all the comedians. If, even if you weren't on the show, to gather and drink at the bar. It was cheap drinking. It was a super fun hang, man. I loved it. Oh, it was the best. And then Cabin. It was like the, the golden years of, uh, of, of stand-up. Yeah, this was before Perfect. like anybody really did anything. But... Uh, before it was a job, before it was, you know. <laughs> right, right, right. Uh, cabin, the bar closed, though, so they lost the space, and they moved right across the street to Lit, which was this dungeon of a bar that I spent many, many late nights in because that was across the street from my first apartment in New York City. Yeah. So I is, ended up it's there. A dark, oh, it's a dark uh, bar. It's a dark bar. Yeah, yeah, it's not there anymore either. But uh, there's a dun- – like, I'm, I'm talking like dungeon dive East Village bars. <laughs> classic, classic, like anything goes down there. And they tried to do it in that basement, but it just didn't take the same. It, was no. just, it just wasn't the same. And, uh, yeah, they tried that show in a few different venues, and it never really ended up. Yeah, but that's like, you know, uh, it's one of those things with, with Macaulay Culkin where, you know, you kind of, you know, what, what, what early in his life kind of affected later in his life. You know, his celebrity is probably why – you don't hear from them at all. You know what I mean? Like, or, or it's also the way show business goes, but I mean, you know, and also the way that if you think about it, like, like the way you hear that his, his life was with his family, he, to bring it full circle, he probably had to become an actual, like one of these kids in one of these movies. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Do you know what I mean? Where it's like, he was probably, he was kind of raising himself. Didn't he have an issue with his family stealing money and I was going to say stuff happening? He- was he one of those kids who divorced himself from his parents? I don't remember, but something amiss was going on where they had to be corrected and the courts had to get involved or something. I'm almost positive of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Allegedly. I'll say allegedly so I don't get sued by the Culkin, <laughs> the Culkin, the Culkin crew. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, so I mean, like, so, you know, he's becoming – he's basically becoming uh, Kevin McAllister later in life because he probably had to kind of raise himself, you know, whatever it is. Speaking uh, of, I'll tie it into Seinfeld one more time. The non-fat yogurt, my favorite episode of all time. I thought Matthew, the kid who curses in the end, I thought that was a Culkin for years until I finally looked it up. Yeah, I can see that. He kind of looks like him. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 
Thanks like, for ruining my daddy's story, you fat fuck. <laughs> God, that show was fucking brilliant. It's unbelievable. That it was show. the first show to like in mainstream primetime to use uh, bleeps. Was it really? Like, Nobody's done this before, but we're bleeping it, so why not do it? And yeah, it, I, I mean, I, they were the masters at implying what you wanted. It was the same thing with uh, the uh, the what do you call it? the um, masturbation contest? Yeah, and no mention of masturbation was ever uttered. It was all implied. It's the same thing with the bleeping. We know what they're saying, but it's just they're skirting around it. They're geniuses, man. Yeah, I watch. If you go on YouTube, they guess they have like the DVD little extra oh, vignettes. Oh, I got it. That's so fun. They're so great. And from what I can tell out of a couple of those, it's funny. Like they, that show, they, they loved it so much. The, the network, it was weird. Like they would have issues with things, but they would just let them do it. Yeah. yeah. So one of them was the Chinese restaurant and the network was like, you, you, where's, uh, well, he goes, what does, he, what does the guy say? He goes, he goes, oh, Seinfeld, it was, he's barely in it. Oh, no, no, is that the one? Whatever it was. The Chinese restaurant, the, the, the episode being, it was nothing happens. You, you give me yeah. this episode where nothing happens. So, uh, Well, the, that one's network, famously, that's the famous one they do. They kind of pitch it when they're actually pitching the show. It's like, say you go to a Chinese restaurant. That's an episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the thing is, at the, for the, the real story was that they were mad about it. They were annoyed about it, the network, but they, they just were like, yeah, but they're not going to stop them from doing it. I guess because yeah, yeah. maybe by that point it was proven, I, or I think it had a lot of backing as far as executives go and stuff like that. You know, Seinfeld four, um, Seinfeld four, Cartwright four, Cartwright four. Uh, so yeah, man, you know, it's it's one of those things where I think it's a cool. I think defenders out there, it's a cool little exercise to think of how many movies you can think of where it's implied that the kids are smarter than the adults and there's yeah, a without it being of a, them. any show on nickelodeon you know yeah that's a little bit like like stevie's experiments like that like, like some, yeah yeah like that kind remember of thing? saturday yeah, yeah, night yeah. nick dude remember snick yes i do yes i thought that, that when they had like that cool chair that that guy wheeled around in <laughs> i don't remember that but i remember like when they try to do the shows for older they, they try to do shows for older kids where they were like uh 15 and uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, all the all these all these like shows that were like live action shows not cartoons and i was like right right right, cool. right but i was right at the age i think we we're right at the age where like these are lame and cool at the same time yeah yeah for sure but, but so uh right in let us know i mean obviously we could have spent four hours talking about this trope but uh let us know yeah what you it's it's kind of a cool thing. And one thing I, you, I, you know, I'll give you, I didn't have a list, but I'll give you my number one and we didn't even bring it up and we have to talk about this for a couple minutes. And I don't know why we didn't mention it. Uh, Goonies. Of course, of course. And it's actually fitting because a friend of mine sent me a video of uh, a Goonies reunion. They had it's on YouTube. You can check it out right now. Goonies reunion with yes. hosted by Josh Gad. And I, okay, you ever see a video that's 20 minutes long on YouTube? And you're like, there's no way I'm watching this all this 20 minutes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, wa- I watched the entire thing. I watched Oh, the that's thing. fantastic. It was pretty cool because they kept it moving. They kept adding people. It was all Zoom. They had, they had like, the whole, like the whole cast, the whole cast that you remember. Like that's great. Josh, Josh Brolin and all these people. So you, Joe, and they Joey had, Pants. And there was a couple of funny bits. Joey Pants was on it. Andy's personal friend, Joey Pants. Shut the fuck up. And, uh... <laughs> 
And, uh, multiple guests on my radio show. All right, all right, all right. Okay, and um, dude, I don't, is it fucking blowing and burping over near you? I am in a fucking hurricane over here. Oh yeah, I can see it outside. The wind is going crazy. It's crazy. Yeah. So anyway, so uh, but Goonies, I think Goonies takes the cake as far as kids. Like those kids were like they yeah, were the- trying to save their parents, and they were like defeating an evil, uh, G, uh, you know, the, an evil team. Sure, sure. Those. those you couldn't have made the adults more like idiots than right, right, like, right. With the, the cop twins. never believing chunk. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. The mom, the, even even the uh, Anne Ramsey as as Mama uh, Fratelli is <laughs> she's not an idiot, but she's not that smart either. She's kind of following the lead of the kids, you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, and just and so what a weird thing to have where the kids are the ones who save the day when it comes to buying the house back so a developer doesn't come in to take like yeah. that's a weird weird uh plot to have absolutely uh i'll tell you another thing um speaking of young redheads who i loved in the eight carrie green who plays andy in the goonies she was yeah, another i must have had something for redheads who are you my dad my dad was <laughs> i don't know because carrie green kind of and jenny lewis are almost identical looking they I look them. a lot I mean, like, if you didn't if you didn't have a crush on Andy and the Goonies, uh, something's wrong with you. When you and she was in what's her? She was in Lucas too. Yeah, she was in Lucas. Absolutely. And Andy, watch it. She's on the reunion. She's in the reunion. Oh God, I can't wait. And she and I think she's somebody who I don't think she I don't know if she kept acting or not. I don't know what happened to her, but she was like she's very she barely says anything in the reunion. She's very soft spoken. I always thought that she was like way almost played it way too mature because when she went to like Mikey, she was like, "Hey, you're a great little kid." It's like you're a year and a half older than him. Shut up. Yeah, yeah. Well, but it was like fifteen and t- like 11, twelve. You know, I like, guess so. So that's that that borderline of like I'm an adult now. <laughs> I wanted Mikey to get laid. Yeah, <laughs> Sean and Aston's on it. He's great. He's yeah. Corey great. Feldman speaking Spanish to the maid the whole time, telling her all he the does, wrong things is so. He hilarious. does that. He does that on the reunion. Like he still knows the line. <laughs> of course he does. Yeah, of course he plugs his documentary too. <laughs> yeah, dude. He's um, a fucking mess. But yeah, but what an example of just an, and also like talk about a movie. You have to have respect for Goonies, and I'll tell you why. Of course, well, yeah, it's a blockbuster film. Well, no, I'm t- uh, but another reason. Blockbuster movie that could have had sequels that didn't. Oh, that's a great point. I never you even want to talk about, about how how is there not a Goonies two? That's like an you, amazing, excellent point. I mean, they really could have franchised that for they could sure. Have easily, there should have been like there would have been, and also there might have. I don't think there was a cartoon, but there should have been a cartoon. There should have been. They just never did that stuff. Yeah, yeah. How is there not a Goonies? There, there could have been a Goonies TV show. There could have been. Because it was like, yeah, it's really weird. Man, I think that's why it. it, it Cindy Lauper probably made out the most from it for all the music. Yeah, I think that's why it holds up in people's brains so much because they're like, yeah, the, it was just this perfect piece of film that that's the only thing. If you want to, if you want to get your Goonies fixed, you have to watch Goonies. I dude, yeah. I, I, that Goonies good enough for you. That music still gives me the goosebumps, man. Yeah, it's, yeah, it brings you back. Ding ding ding. It absolutely brings you back. So, yeah, Defenders, write a tweet at us. Let us know what your favorite kids smarter than adults movies are. Uh, I think we've – I think we – I've opened up a can of Oh, yeah. Of Only that, scratch that the surface. I think a lot – maybe people have talked about it before, but I don't think people think about this a lot. And right. it's one of my, And what I've realized is I'm glad we talked about it because I am a fan of this in movies. It's a cool thing to do. Yeah, yeah, To yeah. have the kids be more mature and more intelligent than the adults. Absolutely. Uh, well – and. Yeah, and listen to our radio shows. We have we, we each have our own radio show. 
Absolutely. Shawnee's is Celebrate. You can hear that every Wednesday at 4 p.m. on Raw Dog 99. And mine is the Raw Report. You can hear that on Thursdays at 4 p.m. on SiriusXM Raw Dog 99. And make sure to sign up for SiriusXM right now. You can tell them that we sent you. If you sign up right now, you can stream it or you can download it or do whatever you want with it for free through the month of May. They extended it through May 31st. So there's no reason not to. We know you have the time. And by the way, we hope everybody is still safe and healthy, and we hope you're doing okay in the quarantine. But that being said, go to SiriusXM.us slash RawDogSXM, and you can download the app or you can download anything. You'll just stream it for free. It's totally free. There's no commitment. Or, or uh, slash celebrate. You can do the same or thing. Slash slash celebrate. SXM. Or slash celebrate. Or slash celebrate. What you do is, yeah, if you, really, if you want the real link, do slash celebrate. <laughs> <laughs> but also, uh, for the podcast, uh, re- re- subscribe, rate, and review. Yes, Tell please. your friends about the podcast. Tell us what we can do, like what you guys want to hear on it. We'd love to hear your suggestions. Uh, and, and yeah, well, you guys are awesome, man. It's, we, we, have a, we have a Twitter, at Defend Your Movie, and we have at Defend Your Movie on Instagram. So, so follow us on both of those. But more importantly, subscribe and review. Reviews are key. I, I think we're going to start to do, I think we should start to do reminders in the beginning of the episodes again. Please, sure. please, please review the, the show. Uh, if you review it, we'll give you a shout out on the podcast. It helps the yeah, we, algorithm of, the, of iTunes. So, all right, Shawnee, another great hang as always. It's always yes, fun sir. to talk with you. Uh, we are, we know that you guys, uh, we were listening, we were doing two a week, but we had a little bandwidth problem. So we're just doing one right now until we can get it all figured out. Our producer, Alex, is on it. So hopefully we'll be back to two a week uh, sooner than later. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, fun episode, man. And thank you so much, guys, for listening. Thank you, Andy, for being that, that sweet, sweet boy that you are. <laughs> I can't get over your face, man. It's crazy, right? <laughs> but good for you. 15 years, baby. 15 Tell years. Tell them uh, where they can donate again if they still want to. Oh, yes. You can donate to my, uh, my, my Venmo, at Shawnee Time. That's on Venmo. Uh, that's on, at S-E-A-N-Y-T-I-M-E. The money, which is now up to, uh, I, I, what did I say, $1,200? $1,200. think so, $1, yeah. Yeah, is going to the American Nurses Foundation. Um, Beautiful. And so, yeah, and you can, and we'll, we're going to do it all online, so it's on the up and up. And, yeah, guys, thank you so much once again for donating. And, and if you can't donate, no problem. I know people strive for cash. If you can spread the word about the show and about the, uh, about the charity and about what we did, uh, you know, just just do that. And thank you so much. Bye, guys. Bye, guys. <laughs> <laughs>